wait no longer greatness has arrived welcome to the trophy room a playstation podcast made by the players for the players i am your host joseph aka mr badbit and it is here where me and my best friend kyle talk about the latest the greatest in all things playstation of course you can listen to this show wherever you get your podcasts and the video version on youtube at the trophy room and if you like what you hear please consider rating the podcast five stars on apple Podcasts, or you could toss a buck our way over at patreon.com slash ps trophy room so with all that said with all that out of the way the greatest co-host whoever is whoever will be mr kyle stevenson how are you sir uh i've had better days but uh, it's a big uh it's been a big in those same days big for playstation big for video yeah. games so i'm big really on the weather excited. as well we got sure, yeah, there was a little bit of a you had way more than I did, but that's yeah. fine. I'm not at all jealous of your 20 inches of snow, <laughs> dude. It was more like talk, 26. I am, though. I am very jealous, <laughs> don't because honestly, yesterday we shoveled all that, and you know, you've you know, when you're so tired that like you're tired for like consecutive days on end, that's kind yes. of what I'm at right now. Don't I'm just your... so tired. <laughs> now, do you do you shovel or do you have a snow blower? So my brother, he does the snow blowing because okay. I've never been trusted with it, which I don't think's fair. But he's like the older son, you know, uh, so he gets that responsibility. I, I I get the bitch work. I get the shovel, and I don't mm. feel like that's fair. But I get mm. outvoted with it all the time because he's like, at this point, then it just comes down to experience. He's like, Joe, I know this machine, and I'm like, fair, but I hate you, and so does my lower and upper back. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? And listen, this week as well, yesterday in particular, we got all the news to talk about yeah. in PlayStation land, okay? Today, we're talking about the PlayStation 5 selling at a loss, but yet still reporting record profits. We're going to be talking about Mass Effect Legendary Edition with fake fan himself, Kyle Stevenson. We're going to be talking about MLB The Show 21 coming onto the Xbox. We're even going to talk about Gearbox being acquired by a mystery publisher. And so with all that said, with all that out of the way, before we get this show started, we each got an email from Sony directly. They say, gang, we know that you two are the hosts of the most popular cough, cough with an asterisk PlayStation show on the internet. And we said, yes, indeed we are. And they go, we have all the stats from this year in PlayStation 2020 being. And it's been a rough year, but PlayStation's recorded all of our activity. And I'd like to kind of start the show with... Some of the 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 biggest stats that we've gotten this year, because honest to goodness, I I feel like PlayStation Rap kind of messed up a little bit on the calculations it's, of like how many been, how many game hours we've played. This has been an issue with it ever since they've done it. Yeah, because well, when we get into the certain categories, there are right. there's one bla- like blaringly obvious one where it's just absolutely just not true. It's impossible. So, yeah, and obviously there's so many. So let's start. Let's just do about five. A uh, number right. of games we played in 2020. Our top games, total hours of gameplay, days played in 2020, and then number of trophies earned. Um, with that, Kyle, mm-hmm. how many games have you played in 2020? I played oh. 58. I was two away from a nice number, 67. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. When you saw that, were you like, were you kind of surprised? I'm like, oh shit, I played a lot of games. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, shocked that it was that high. Did not, I, mm-hmm. I immediately went into my uh, GG app where I keep mm-hmm. track of all the games I play. And I don't think 60, I have 67 in there, so maybe I forgot. 
Mm. But like it's it's shockingly a lot. Yeah, and Mike then like the media question of like, but how many of those did I actually finish? <laughs> you know, oh, out of that oh, fifty eight. Yeah, no, not not Pro- a lot. At probably all. <laughs> none of them. How about this? Your top games. This one surprised me for several reasons. My number one game played on my PlayStation in the year twenty twenty. Just take one guess, Kyle. Oh man, it's not Call of Duty. Mm-mm. It's not Last of Us. It's not Mm-mm. Ghost. Even though you played a lot of Ghost, I did play a lot of Ghost. Is it Rogue Company? Oh, I'm ashamed. So, <laughs> of myself, not you. Okay. Um, my number one game was Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Oh, I forgot you played that mm-hmm. last year. Not It said I put 94 hours in, so I think that's a fib on PlayStation's part. Because I don't feel like I put 94 hours in, but also that game's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Number two is Ghost of Tsushima with 81 hours in. Okay. I believe that because I would just... There's been times I've just... You know, hours of just taking pictures and chasing sure. foxes. And you were pretty heavy into Legends. Like, you played more than Legends than I have. Oh, that is true. I put a lot of hours in that. Yeah. And then number three is Rogue Company, which is the All one right. I'm ashamed of. So I was close <laughs> to it. it was that 60? Uh, that one I put 56 hours into. Ghost, 81. Okay. And Rogue was just like, what? I would have been done with that way sooner, but they were like, play 20 hours with friends. And then, like, the only person I knew was, like, Luke Lore, and you know how much I hate him, so I had to spend 20 hours of that dork. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. What, were you, what was your top three? Because I'm, you, I'm you guessing guess. you're number one. Yeah. I'm guessing you're number one. Final Fantasy VII. Uh, yes. Final Fantasy VII Remake was my number one. Uh, 93 hours. Not that you didn't already see it, because I posted it in the Discord. Yeah, oh, did you really? I did. Um, <laughs> yeah, FF7 remake 93 hours. Um, okay. That is because I got the platinum and went through on hard. Okay. Uh, so 93 okay. hours well spent. Uh, yeah. Number two, what do you think number it is? Two. Oh, I can't look on Discord right now. Or else no, I you mess up the video version. Yeah, you can't. I'm thinking it's. I'm thinking it's Last of Us One. <laughs> Again, right on the money. You no <laughs> way cheating God. bastard. I did. I re- honestly, I've been so busy today. I haven't looked at Discord. Yeah, Holy less shit. less of us remastered eighty five hours. Wow, um, that is wow. that is my crushing or is crushing the hardest difficulty in yeah. Last of Us. Um, yeah. Crushing, and then that is grounded playthrough. That is uh, Last of Us factions. To get that platinum. Took me 85 hours this year. Way to know your co-host here. Number three. Number three. No, go ahead. You know it. Let's go. Last of Us Part 2? No. Okay. Okay. I'll give you another shot. Two out of three. I'll give you another shot. I know this one? Take a guess. What's another game that completely consumed me in 2020? I mean... Damn. Oh, I'm sorry. I, it's Fall Guys. It's Fall Guys. It's absolutely uh, Fall Guys. 81 hours of Fall Guys. Okay. Yeah, that's very believable. Yeah. Now, here's the one where we think there, there's a mess up here. Oh, Total absolutely. hours of gameplay in 2020, 1,473 for me. You got an outrageous number. Child's play, Joe. Child's play. Because according, so- according to Sony PlayStation, mm-hmm. me, Mr. K-Step, right. played... Three thousand fifty-six hours worth of gameplay in the year of twenty twenty, which and you did the math, which averages about like eight point two hours every single day. 
Jesus Christ. Didn't happen. <laughs> Not even That's, close. No. no so here's no here's the issue with this wrap up is I like how it says gameplay. Mm-hmm. But I think it counts streaming apps as part of the gameplay. Because we had a question last week. I think it was Griffin who was like, Kyle, you're always on PlayStation. You're always online, but you're never playing anything. What are you doing? I watch YouTube. I watch Netflix. Everything that I watch is on my PlayStation. So my my PlayStation is on for like eight hours, ten hours a day, every day. But I'm not playing games that entire time. Okay. So okay. some something's uh something's wonky with these numbers here. I mean, I appreciate I'll, it; it makes it look like yeah. I'm a monster, but like, yeah. hey, yeah. it's fine. Something's wrong. All right, days. This one, this one, I believe two hundred and six. I had one hundred ninety-seven. That's right. That one's for you, Shu. Which hold on, yeah. I didn't. I don't think I did that math. If if I if I played one hundred ninety-seven days, yeah, three thousand fifty-six hours. In 197 days. That's 15 hours a day. There's no way. Kyle pulling a double duty. Look at that craziness. There's no way. No way to help. Okay. This was a good one. Total trophies earned in 2020. Here's where I destroyed you. Oh, really? Yeah, I I, I destroyed even doubt. 645. 990. Yeah, that was even close. Yeah. Jesus 20 Christ, platinums, 123 gold, 228 yeah. silver, 619 yeah. bronze. Yeah, yeah, every single category. I got nine platinums, uh, 45 gold, 136 silvers, 445 uh, uh, bronze. So, uh, yeah, do you have. You kick my ass. Well, since we're in the new new era, do you have the PS5 yeah. stats that, that, that they threw out there? Oh, um, I know just off memory. That I put 200 hours into my PS5. I okay. do believe that. Uh, 61, I think, um, hours into Demon Souls. Oh, wow. And I'm like, that is absolutely yeah. scary accurate. Stop telling me this. <laughs> I uh, My top PS5 game was Immortals Phoenix Rising. Beautiful. Uh, 56 hours of that, and then 163 total hours, uh, which is totally ble- believable. That, I'm yeah. shocked, is not higher. Yeah, that Obviously, I feel like put, it's more accurate than yeah. the year long stuff. Yeah, and honestly, I feel like we've already put some mileage on the PS5. Hell yeah, we did. <laughs> so you know that's why we're the most trusted voice in PlayStation. That is a tagline that I need you to save for me because I will forget it. And that one, I will. What was I it? Will the, say that the most now. trusted. The most trusted news in PlayStation Five or whatever. You got <laughs> I it. already forgot. <laughs> Memory of a goldfish. Take over that, here. IGN. We're the Take most that, trusted IGN. news. Yeah, suck it, GameSpot. Uh, with that, before we square up the news, let's get into our Patreon pitch. Of course, like we say each and every week, if we ever got you through a long car ride, a tough day at work, whatever the case may be, it really does help us out if you throw us a buck our way over at PS Trophy Room uh, on Patreon. It really does help us out. Um, right now, we were going to have this cool announcement. We got new lighting. We got new tech. We were going to have a show off the new camera, but FedEx messed up because of this whole blizzard. But yeah, we're now going to be doing some really cool video stuff all because of your generosity over at patreon.com slash PS trophy. We want to shout out our platinum members, Todd Burowitz and too soon. Our gold members, chaotic monkey, Gavin Goffrey, Griffin West, Jose Jimenez, Jedi master Ren, and oh, Oh, sorry, sorry, I was I messed that up. 
because I, I remembered someone that was just like, I want you to change my name here or there. I got you. You're Silver Plus member. I, I remembered. Our Silver Plus members hide indoors. Marcus O'Neill. Oh, it's just Ray. JB the Purple Monkey himself. Jadis Von Metal. Tim Ulf and Justin Rodriguez. Thank you awesome. all so much for your generosity. It really does mean the world to us. And with Yeah, that, if you're watching the video version, yes. you can see the lights uh, opening up a new portal behind Joe. Yep. Um, Shuhei said he may walk out of here at one point. Oh my God. And that, that portal is only powered by On your by left, magic. Joe. And then it's Shuhei. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the most happy, like, voices. On your left. I'm like, oh, it's oh. him. And then he just, he flies out. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So majestic. That's that It is time to get into the news this week. It's time to square up the news. First bit of news comes from Paul Tassi over at Forbes. PS5 is being sold at a lo- at a loss, yet Sony is posting record profits. If you're ever wondering why a company might decide to sell a valuable item at a loss, look no further than what's currently happening with Sony. They've admitted that they're taking a loss on the PlayStation 5, and yet they're posting a $10 billion record profit all the same. A few things to note from their recent report. The PS5 sold 4.5 million units by the end of the... December month, which is the same amount the PS4 sold during its entire launch quarter. And that's with the PS5 being hard supply limited during that time and now for the indefinite future. Part of the reason for the record profits is still due to PlayStation, however. While the PS5 is losing money as a hardware unit, Sony's gaming division is up 50% from last year thanks to game sales, PS Plus, and digital downloads like DLC and microtransactions, with PS Plus adding 9 million more subscribers from a year ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it also goes on to mention that PlayStation Plus now sits at 47 million um, users. That is, again, up from 9 million. That was 38 million. Um, and Miles Morales... Uh, has sold 4.1 million units in the two months that it's yeah. been out. Um, and 2018 that, Spider-Man was what, a year, I think, 12 million? A year was 12 million, yeah. So it's already a third of the way there of catch-up with the there main go, Miles. base game. Hell yeah, Miles. There you go, Miles. Now, Hide Indoors writes in, just like you can too, whether you're at the PS Trophy Room Discord server or at the PS Trophy Room Twitter handle, that's what I meant to say, uh, they write in with this. With PS selling at a loss, how much more do you think they could have accept- acceptably charged per device? And each vari- and if each variation cost an additional 100 or more, do you think there would have been such a demand for the device or would most people be hanging on to their PlayStation 4 for longer until a price drop? This is a great question. Fantastic question. Honestly, um, I remember us talking about like the price and how we were like, it could be five hundred, it could be six hundred. I remember Ray writing and going, "Listen, I'll pay six hundred. I'm a loyal PlayStation, you know, player mm-hmm. till I die. I, I bleed blue." So my question for you, Kyle, is: A, d- does it does it surprise you that it's selling at a loss? And like what Hide and Doors is asking. Do you think they could have charged a little bit more or maybe even a little bit less for this device? Oh, they they absolutely could have charged more. 100 yeah. especially with the the disc version. I I think the digital version is probably appropriately priced for what mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. But they could have easily added $100 to that disc version and made a $200 difference between both. Um mm-hmm. I'm happy they didn't cuz I yeah. <laughs> I am like I'm loving my PlayStation Five. I'm loving the experiences that I've played on it. Yeah. But if I were, if it was another hundred dollars and it would have been five ninety nine, 
that's a that's a tougher pill to swallow during our current times that we are in. Yeah, it's something that would be a little bit harder for me to justify. Um, that's why, like, with when, when, uh, in addition to like the games being now seventy for the most part. Yeah. And I think that changes the lo- a lot of the conversation now. Even though it is just a ten buck increase, when you think about it, mm-hmm. we've been buying games at like you know sixty for fifteen years, um, and like hopefully the minimum wage goes up by fifteen bucks, like that or, or two fifteen bucks here in the states. I'll take I'll take a, a fifteen dollar <laughs> increase. <laughs> Same here. It's two twenty three, baby. But like that said, like yeah, it, it only makes sense with inflation uh, that that prices would go up. But even then, just the sticker shock of looking at a who sixty nine ninety nine price tag on a game makes us go, oh shit! Like we're gonna talk about later with uh, Destruction All Stars, it really gets us thinking: Is this game worth it at that price? And when I think of the climate that we're in right now, um, and thinking of the Xbox launch. Um, you know, they very competitive $500 and a $300 machine, which is still capable. Um, you know, it's, it is, I, I could only imagine the, the outrage of like, oh, PlayStation doesn't get it anymore. Right. Or this is arrogant PlayStation again. If we saw a $500 and $600 it's, console. Sold. It's the PS3 reveal all over again. Exactly. Get a second job if you want it. Hippie. $599.99. <laughs> Deal yeah. with it. And and I think that's what we would have gotten was, all right, this is the PlayStation old again. Jim Ryan is a big dummy and all that stuff. So I don't think that would be the case. Even just coupled with, like, look at the outrage two weeks ago with Xbox Live trying to charge people double, mm-hmm. right? Trying to push the growth to to uh, ultimate. People were up in arms, rightfully so. Awesome for you, Xbox fans, not taking it and going, no, we demand better from y'all. And then... You know, going, okay, you guys are right. Um, I think that would have been also a thing of like, I think that price would have been moved back down if, if, if they saw that people were that angry about it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think, I think it's priced appropriately. I actually love where the digital model is priced at because if I am the type of consumer I am, if I'm looking at a base entry Xbox for 300, that may not play you know, my game's at 4K, but it'll play at all, all the FPSs. And then I'm looking at this more capable console for just a hundred bucks more. That actually kind of, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards the PlayStation 5 Digital. So I really like the sneaky maneuver PlayStation did, keeping it under wraps and keeping it that price low and taking the loss on it. And look, it paid off, right? Like PlayStation Plus is killing it. I think that service, they've done a great job. We talked about it last week of, of pushing that games are selling in, insanely well, which is, you know, Miles Morales. So yeah. it's, it's awesome. And to me, I don't know if, it, if this means anything to you, but like, I really love the direction of where Sony's taking things, where Xbox is taking things and where Nintendo's taking things. Like yeah. PlayStation's like traditional, here's your games, play them. Xbox is like, no, we're going to be like this Netflix. And Nintendo's like, we have animal crossing, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So like that, I like the direction that everybody's going in, man. Yeah, I, I think a uh, everyone doing different things is uh, a, a line from WWE back in the day, a couple years ago. It's best for business. Uh, oh. everyone doing doing their own thing, having their own kind of style to it, is awesome, and I love yeah. you love to see it. You do love to see it. My question for you, Kyle, since like everybody like takes a look at that shipped number and goes, okay, so. 
really they sold 4.5 million because this thing has been in demand everywhere. It's got its own goddamn SNL skit. That's how hard to find this thing is. Mm-hmm. We can assume all those co- consoles are sold. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, a, a few haven't. How many of those do you think are actually scalpers? Mm. And also, do you think like this console's got the legs to maybe even outpace the PlayStation 4? Or is it just like too early to tell? It's definitely too early to tell. Um, I I think once it gets inevitably in what four or five years from now yep. a, a price reduction and a and a a redesign which is still but I'm still trying to wrap my head around what they can do to this thing to like make it s- slimmer and and different yeah. looking uh, I'm very excited to see what they come up with but yeah it won't be until that point where. We'll finally we'll see where it's going to take PS4 if it's going to overtake it or not. I think the next year year or so, um, even earlier than those four or five years, like in the next year or two, we'll see it. Is it still going to increase when they become more readily available, or is everyone going to have one and like, oh, we don't need we don't need two just right, right the second. Listen here, little Timmy. <laughs> like, chill. Your bedroom yeah. doesn't need a PS5 as well as the living right. room, as well as the bathroom. You don't need to game while you poop. It's not a thing. Well, tell that to Sean Capri. <laughs> That's why you <laughs> need a Vita. Switch. Let me tell yeah. you about the oh. PlayStation Vita. Um, but yeah, I think PS5 is well on its way to absolutely crush it. How many people you think, uh, how many, like, because, you know, you saw, like, people in Switzerland going, we have 2,000 of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, out of Sorry, the four point five, yeah. Oh man, I'm thinking the, the point five. Cool, yeah, point that's five. what I'm thinking. Of. A cool half a mil, dude. I I think yeah. they got a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I really do think they got a lot. Um, for for me, I think it's too early to tell. I think the real number, and I think the the real sign of where console gaming is going, um, or, or just platforms at this point because i don't know really consoles are going to be here in the long run as scary as it sounds but like depending on where the industry goes i was listening to brad sams all credit to this man who's an xbox centric youtuber if i'm not mistaken but he said something really really um really awesome he was just like it really matters in six months if they're getting new people onto the ecosystem because that's really where the question lies of just like, are we getting new people or is this console market remaining stagnant? Because Mm -hmm. that's, what's kind of happening. You know, you take a look at the numbers and console market is, is, isn't, is kind of plateaued. It just sits at that 30%. It's just getting older. It's not growing a new consumer base, which I think that's why Microsoft's throwing the rod into the ocean, trying to see if they can't get a new fish with the cloud game and stuff, Mm -hmm. new fish. You know what I mean. Listen, eh? you know what I mean, Adam. Let I was going to let you go with it. <laughs> no, no, Adam. Adam's a real vindictive son of a gun. He'll tweet at us. So <laughs> I caught that. So yeah, I think that's what like Xbox is maneuver is like trying to see if this cloud gaming stuff really you know if there's if there's any momentum there, which I think that's what we've seen. There just might be a PlayStation kind of taking a look and trying to kind of dip their toes into that that pond and at the same time trying to see if there's still some growth to the market itself but it's awesome it's cool and again everybody's doing something different but you know what kyle it's kind of as much as i love different i kind of want more of the same just in a prettier wrapper you know what i mean 
Yeah. Kind of like our next story on the list. This comes from Phil Hornshaw over at GameSpot. Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Release date changes and everything we know. The Mass Effect trilogy is returning almost 10 years after Bioware wrapped up the story of Commander Shepard in its sci-fi RPG series. Bioware is re-releasing all three of its original Mass Effect games as the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which brings a host of improvements to the original games and puts them together in one big package. Bioware released a whole lot of information about what we can expect from the Legendary Edition, including what it improves, what it changes about the trilogy's story, and what it leaves out from the original games. Mass Effect Legendary Edition releases on May 14th for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. It will also be available on Xbox Series X and S. You get Mass Effect, Mass Effect 2, and Mass Effect 3 in the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. The package also comes with almost all the DLC that's been released for the trilogy, more than 40 pieces that includes all additional story content, weapons, and armor packages, and the like. Mass Effect Legendary Edition makes a lot of changes to the game, but it primarily improves the visuals of the originals. The games run in 4K HDR at 60 frames per second on all platforms. Bioware says it's also optimizing the remaster for the new console generation to get a more consistent and smooth experience. Character modicle... Modicles? Good God. <laughs> character models, including that of Femshep, are also improved, and there's now a consistent character creator across all three games. Two things. First off, I appreciate the long pregnant pause when you said in one big package because you knew I would go who and I was drinking coffee. So uh, late, but nevertheless, who to that one. Um, and the other one. Here's the thing. I'm going to play as Femme Shep. Did you see yeah. Jennifer Hale's uh, Twitter post? Oh, my God. She's I, all emotional. She's amazing. I was just like, well, you sold me. This is. This is Corey Barlog's level of wholesome. I mean, welcome I to the right side of history life. of playing as Femme Shep. That's true. Well, okay. So, but I'm sorry, fake thing. fan saying that. My bad. As as I was about to say, <laughs> Kyle, we all know on this show that you're a big piece of shit <laughs> of this series. You don't really love this series. You say you do because you just want to. You just want to say you were there. You just want to. I would say love for every time that you, you say this on the show. <laughs> That a little thing pops up in the corner of the video, like source, and then that's the source, unverified. <laughs> like a Twitter thing? No, 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 yeah. no, no. You're gonna have to remove me from this platform. If you want to? Anyway, so that that being said, though, mm-hmm. this is awesome. Like, I I got I got goosebumps because you know, for me, uh, I loved Mass Effect Two. I was yeah. actually having a conversation the other day of like, I actually don't know. Real talk, is there a better RPG? The Mass Effect 2. And I had to really think about it. I don't know if there really is. I think that RPG for me, I think it's perfect. And, you know, Mass Effect 1 had, lore-wise, built this universe in such a just clever and unique way where, you know, you can, if you wanted to elevate or pitch it, it is like a, you know... um, it is kind of like a Star Trek meets fantasy type element to it, but you know, it is its own universe. To me, it's it's a side by side to a thing like a Star Trek or a Star Core. Um, it's just that awesome. And so, you know, with three having the multiplayer component gone breaks my heart because that's where I've really dug three. But honest to goodness, this brought back so many really fond memories of Miranda. Um, Kyle, where where's your hype for this game? It's an all-time high. This remaster. Yeah. It's at an all-time high. Mass Effect 2, I've said on the show before, uh, it was my first entry in the series, and mm-hmm. it came at a point in my 
life that I really, really needed that kind of game. And that story of Shepard, which I don't think I want to spoil, because I've seen a lot of people no. like, this will be my first time playing Mass Effect, which, welcome, first of all. Appreciate <laughs> what, uh, you. Your, your yeah. Mass Effect 2 is one hell of a game. Yeah. Um, but just that whole ending mission and doing the loyalty missions for each of your crew and having them be unique and actually have consequences is amazing. And I love, I love three up to where I played. I can't tell you where it was because that was years ago, but God, I can't wait. Stop it. No, <laughs> I'm having a bad couple of days. I will not take this slander. I will not no, I will I mean, jump I mean, through this webcam listen, and kick listen. your ass. Joe. <laughs> what I'm saying is mass effect three. There was a point in that one where I was just like, you know what? For the betterment of Mass Effect 2, I've made my own ending. And I'm going to put this controller down and I'm just mm. going to play the online portion. That's Mass Effect 3 was really disappointing for me. But from what I hear from all the DLC, there is a big redemption in that arc. So I'm excited to go back and they have finish it the, for, the for realsies. remix ending, the new ending, is the yeah. canon and it's in here. That's awesome. I did not know that. So yes. yeah, I'll be going back to it. And when it comes to Mass Effect One, you know, I, that's that's a game. Admittedly, here I'll be the fake fan. Mm-hmm. I didn't beat because the controls were not up to par for me. And I'm really excited that a lot of Mass Effect One is getting that 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 kind of uh, not to say remake, but a lot of its systems are being changed and altered in a way that the combat is seemingly going to feel a little bit more like Mass Effect 2 and I I dig that because you know hearing from from my friends the 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 endings that you could get through Mass Effect 1 I was just like okay I am I am all in on this and mm-hmm. yeah getting to play Mass Effect 2 man and, and where it starts and where it ends yeah you're right like to me I think it is one of the first games that really really put in the ground of there's consequences to what you do and how you treat people and how they treat you back. Mm-hmm. Um, and like having characters die or like live based on your actions, like real consequence. And then carry it over and keep it, whatever your choices were canon in the yeah. next game. Like, hell it's, yes. It's like the only game that I think did something similar to that is like a game like Fire Emblem. But like carrying that mm. onward, I don't think any really game. Telltale as well. Telltale as well. There you go. So, like, taking those two elements and really doing that. I'd never seen, like, a big AAA game. There you go. I'll make this point right. Uh, really do that before. Yeah. So, yeah, Mass Effect 2 has so much love for me. But Irish Joe writes in via Can, Twitter. Before we get into yeah. Irish Joe's question, which okay, I'm sure, sure we're going to have a great conversation about. Oh, yeah. Am I the only one that thought it was hilarious seeing the screenshots that they put out? Of, of Thane in the original and then Thane in the new one. And yeah, you can tell the lighting's different, but it's just yeah. a giant lens flare. Oh, like, why yeah, are yeah. all the new images have these giant lens flare things in them? It looks jokey to me. <laughs> well, to me, you you want to know why? I mean, it shows off the lighting and everything. I get it, but like, it's... Mm-mm. They hired J.J. for the trailer. <laughs> oh, did they now? <laughs> yeah. All yeah, right. They're like, J.J. Abrams, you want to come over here? Like, yes, I know how to improve this game. <laughs> uh, Irish Joe writes in, just like you can too, via our Twitter, at PS Trophy Room. He writes in saying this, when are we going to stop being okay with gaming companies selling collector's editions of games that don't include the game? I'm sick of it. We need to put our collective foot down on this BS, and I say to you, sir... I am complicit, and I am completely fine with it. 
That's I right. Hate this it. collector's edition that's coming out comes with like a helmet, some like you know, it's the and helmet. Stuff. It's the steel book, steel book for uh-huh. the game minus uh-huh. the game. There's right. a letter, and I think there's some artwork, and I think the version from Bioware store has another like canvas print included in in there. Ooh, I believe. Kyle, I'm fine with this. Why? How? I don't so get it. Here's the thing. Here's what I kind of want going forward. Okay, from here on out, I'm moving digital. But there are sometimes some 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 things that I do want the collector's edition of. But I don't want the game because I already got the game. So if I'm using if I'm using this type of logic, it's $150 for this dope helmet that I don't think I'm gonna fit my melon head into. But nonetheless. If I'm using that logic, look, there's the Black Series of Star Wars stuff. They have helmets. Like, they got the Mando helmet you could buy. That's like 110 bucks for that helmet. So if you're telling me all I got to do is pay an extra cool 40 and I get this steel book, which I'll just put it in the, in the background some here, I'm fine with that. I'm cool with it. I'm totally fine. As long as the helmet's cool, I'm yeah, I'm all right. But you can just go get the N7 helmet already as it is. I don't think so. I believe you can. <laughs> oh, give me the link. I'll just buy the helmet. <laughs> I believe you. I 100% believe you can already get the, the helmet. And All right. I'm I'll wrong, try to fact I'm check wrong. you. But, but, but honestly, like, here's, here's where my issue is. This is a thing where we're going to get talk about it a little bit where it's already solved with another company doing a collector's edition and having the correct take. You put the game in, Bioware, mm-hmm. but then you also put in a voucher for the digital copy. Because we are now in a new age where, yes, you have a digital PS5. I have a mm-hmm. disc version. They, you can't just have uh, one version of that and, and and have everyone be okay with it, especially because you don't have a disc drive, and I do. So put both versions of that, and as soon as well, because- like your account, as soon as your account knows that you have that game linked to your thing, the code is invalid. I don't know. If, I, I I don't know. I don't know if that. I'm telling. I'm telling you, man. I. So if I want to get this collector's edition, yeah, and the then game, you have to tie it's the gonna be over two hundred dollars. That's fine. I mean, how many other collector's editions are two hundred dollars? Yeah, you get way more stuff than this. Think about it. Resident Evil Eight, right? There's a two hundred and ten dollar edition. It's like it's got a map, it's got cloth, it's got a fucking postcard, and then it's got a what's his face, hunky Chris Redfield as a statue. And I'll queer, queer bait for just this one thing aside. That's $210 for honky, dreamy Chris, Chris Redfield. Uh-huh. And I take a bite out of that, and that's 210 bucks with the game. If I'm paying with 150 bucks, but if I'm paying 150 bucks and I want the game, it's 210 bucks. That's a collector's edition right there. It's fine. I don't know. I, I, I don't like it. I just think it's so stupid. It was stupid when Wolfenstein did it. It was mm-hmm. stupid when uh, I believe Doom also had it that way. I think. I think there was another Bethesda game that. Yeah, had. yeah, yeah. I think it was like Doom. It, it was just Doom just or like helmet. Wolfenstein. It was just like the statue or something. Yeah, Wolfenstein definitely had a major collector's edition that did not have the game. I'm thinking the way they're seeing things, it's through a production standpoint of like we produce X amount of like like or, or limiting a skew. So it's like we'd rather sell one skew without this the the game in it to keep costs down than to have two separate skews out there. One of them sells, one of it doesn't, one of them just collects dust. 
don't know. I, I and I and I don't know. This isn't like you're not saying this, but I've mm-hmm. seen other people that are pushing for all digital because I don't want clutter messing up my room. It's true. But wanting this, which <laughs> arguably will take up more room than a physical game disc, baffles my mind. You, I'll just throw out some Funko Pops. But <laughs> so eliminate the clutter. It's so Take that, stupid. Bernie. It's so stupid. I hate Capitalism. it. Capitalism. Developers, right. put your game in your collector's editions. That's it. Cloudside writes in, the characters of Mass Effect, I think, are really well written. Me too. Who is your favorite Mass Effect character? Also, what character was your favorite romance? Mm. Um, I've already said mine. Miranda, Miranda, I Miranda. mean, same. I also yeah. romance Miranda pretty hard. Oh, my so. God, right? <laughs> uh, Wait till we see that rump and... You know, HD 4K. <laughs> um, who's my favorite Mass Effect character? Oh, boy. Thane's pretty badass. I like Thane's Thane badass. I love Thane. In real talk, I remember, because, like, you know, it's like video game characters, but, like, I've, I, you know, we're not so accustomed to it in 2021. We'll see a tall lady, 10 foot tall, we're like, oh, boy. We're oh, like, her to knock me up against the wall. Um, but, like, that, Miranda was, like, the first, like, video game character I thirsted over. I had, like, such a crush on Miranda. Yeah, yeah. She was dreamy. But yeah. then, like, Miranda's also kind of like a space supremacist. <laughs> and so, like, you really don't know. Like, because you're like, on one hand, she wants to storm the space capital, but on the other hand, she's hot. You know what I mean? This yeah. always made me. Um, I mean, th- sucking I, I really I like the elusive man as a character. Elusive, dude. He's so well written and fantastic. So- and Martin Sheen, mm-hmm. man, I bet like he had no idea what he was doing, but he's just like, or what it was about. But he just owned that character. Yeah. For me, um, I loved. I believe Tally. Uh, Tally was too. awesome, and Tally was another one. I think I actually may romance her mm. in the second one instead of Miranda. Second place for part. me was Jack. Jack, G- give me that tattoo ah. all over hot bald lady. All right, all right, oh, yes. I. Yeah, Kyle's cool. I was like, Kyle's real cool. Uh, shout out to Morden. I know people hate Morden. I love Morden. <laughs> Which one's Morden? Which one's Morden? I forgot his his alien race, but he's the doctor. He's the. Oh, yeah, I did hate him. That's why I forgot about him so much. <laughs> I, I Famous Seamus writes in, with Mass Effect coming back, BB, I added that. Are there any other series you want remastered, or do you want developers to just focus on creating new games? Yes and no. I would love new games. I mean, come on. Resistance. What are you waiting for? Honestly, Uh, the way they're teasing us, Kyle, I feel like it's in the cards. Yeah, like, I don't need a remake of Resistance. Right. I don't. I just want to be able to play those games again. Um, I mean, I am playing three on PS now, but, like, I want want a full package with all of them. It's fine. When it comes to, like, Infamous, Infamous one, I think, deserves a remake. I'm going to say one. It's it Also, we should just make an Insomniac podcast at this point. Um, S- Sunset Overdrive. Mm. That was the reason I bought an Xbox One. And not enough people played that game. And it was so much fun. Yeah. And um, and I remember when Microsoft announced like they were working with Insomniac, I was like, whoa, they're really going for the jugular there for, for PlayStation. Yeah, I would love to see that uh, in on, on the PlayStation 5. And just seeing what they can do, uh, even if it's just a simple up that game is 
beautiful and it it belongs to be somewhere it's going to be treated right yeah <laughs> so and give me sunset overdrive my rpg fan in me can't not say bring me star ocean 2 you mm-hmm. cowards over at square enix you gave us one two years ago or last year yeah two is one of my favorite games of all time i need it in my life again it's already out in japan the remastered <laughs> version's out in japan why bring it here please it's so yeah. good <laughs> all right, so all right. With that, you know what else is so good? PlayStation Studios publishing a game on Xbox? What? Question mark, exclamation point. Kyle, this next story is all you, buddy. Chandler Wood over at PS Lifestyle writes, PlayStation Studios MLB The Show 21 officially announced for PlayStation and Xbox with crossplay and cross-progression. PlayStation Studios and San Diego Studios MLB The Show 21 has been officially announced coming to PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X and S with full crossplay and cross-progression for all platforms. PlayStation paired the announcement with the reveal of the cover athlete, San Diego Padres player Fernando Tatis Jr., and a release date of April 20th, 2021 on all platforms. The show 21 will also come with a price increase on new-gen platforms. PS5 and Xbox Series X and S Standard Editions will run $70, while the last-gen PS4 and Xbox One Standard Editions will launch at the expected $60. And will be the show coming to Xbox should come as no surprise. It was announced back in December of 2019, that future iterations of the PlayStation exclusive franchise would come to other platforms. What's most surprising is the integration of full crossplay and cross progression for all platforms and generations that will allow players to jump back and forth and play anywhere with very few roadblocks. The one caveat is purchase stubs, which remain on the original platform that you purchased them on. Unfortunately, there is no upgrade path from last gen to next gen with the standard editions, however. And in an update, uh, this one is from Polygon by Owen S. Good. Uh, Sony San Diego Studios MLB The Show 21 announced on Monday with a groundbreaking launch on Xbox Series X this April. will offer a special edition for both consoles with a vintage picture of Jackie Robinson gracing the cover. This collector's edition will offer versions of the game for both new consoles and their predecessors. The Jackie Robinson edition is $84.99, launches four days before the standard game's April 20th release, and includes a steelbook game case plus a package of add-on content. A Jackie Robinson Deluxe Edition for $99.99 adds an MLB The Show branded baseball cap both in real life and as a player cosmetic in the game's Diamond Dynasty mode. A digital Deluxe Edition which lacks the physical goods and an and the in-game cap, but offers a bunch more Diamond Dynasty player packs and in-game currency is being offered at $99.99. It, too, launches April 16th and covers both console generations. Okay. 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 So let's get one at a time here, because there's a lot here. Yeah. And 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 I'm going to use this one, just a real, just short one. This is what I don't like about the digital future. It comes to digital, like, deluxes. Like, the physical version, obviously better, but I want that cap. That's what I'm saying here, is, like, just give me a way to purchase said cap. Without having to buy the, the you know, the, the physical edition. Give me a digital version. Like, with PlayStation, I know, like, I think in the beginning they give you, like, uh, like a pin or something when you pre-order digitally. Do that here. There's no reason why you can't link your PlayStation Network account or whatever. And, you know, you, you can you can then go, like, an optional, here's my, you know, my address. Uh, and then, like... Bam, you can, you know, they can mail you the cap. I understand security woes and whatnot. That's why maybe you do it like via a, a separate email or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, but like, solve that problem. 
because this is a this one's a biggie to me. I that said, that. though, Kyle, Joe, I know we talked about this a year ago, but how could PlayStation do this to us? We've been so good to them, and they what treat are us the like best garbage. PlayStation exclusives in the ever game, made. and they're telling us we gotta share it with Bless Team me. Green. Deal with your RBI baseball and live with yourselves. Exactly. Live with it, okay? I heard Phil Sm- Spencer smells funny. I don't want to play with people that smell funny. I want Old Spice. Smells nice. And if they're using Axe body spray over there at Xbox Nation, I don't want any of that. I don't want it. <laughs> that said, it was really cool to see PlayStation logo on an Xbox thing. Feels good. It feel, like, real talk aside, this is awesome. Yeah, oh no. Like fanboy fake fanboy hats aside. Yeah. Um I, I'm so happy baseball fans on other consoles are gonna be able to play the best baseball game ever created mm-hmm. uh by so uh, Sony San Diego Studio, which is one of the best developers in any sports games or just in general. Um MLB the show is a revolutionary when it comes to sports games, and I hope everyone who is a baseball fan who only plays on Xbox picks this up and dives into Road to to the Show and be like, Mm -hmm. that's what NBA 2K is missing. That is what Madden is missing. What the show is doing is God's work, and I'm so happy it's everywhere. Little bummed that it's not on my Switch so I can play it anywhere. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping whenever the next Switch beefed up pro version then the show will be on there, but yeah, it's cool. Um... For for me, I, I love that. I think I'm sharing the same sentiments as you. Awesome that we're seeing this game on Xbox. Awesome that there's going to be cross-play, cross-progression. But there is some some woes with that. I want to first get into our good friend of the show, uh, Mix Tanjo over at 6-1 Indie, writes in, just like you can too, over the PS Trophy Room or Casa Day Trophy Room Discord server uh, with this question. With the Jackie Robinson edition of the show 21, including the disc, as well as a dual entitlement voucher for the PlayStation 5 digital download, do you think this is a sign of a future standard Sony first-party special collector's edition to help accommodate digital only ps5 owners yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) i do Mm -hmm. i think this should be kind of what i mentioned before with the mass effect thing where you can't just expect someone to have a disc version anymore of your console it's just not a it's a thing of the past uh and Mm -hmm. so like you need if someone wants that edition you gotta kind of cater to both of them uh if they if they want that steelbook case or that hat if you're going physically um, I think that's fantastic. Uh, it, and like you said, limiting the SKUs. So there is not a collector's edition for PS5. It's yeah. a PS4 collector's edition that has the PS5 voucher inside with the main game. And it, it runs into my first problem here as well, which is right now they, they said, you know, there is no upgrade path from last gen to next gen. And it looks like the only way into it is the deluxe edition, which is shady as fuck. Sure. Like, that's literally PlayStation going, well, like, pony up big time. If you plan on getting a PS5 this year, you better or else you're going to miss out on it. That's, that is, as a good friend of mine once would say, that's malarkey, buddy. All right. (laughs) Um, That also being said, where is the outrage? Because Madden had no upgrade path. 
And people were like, whoa, 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 sl- you know, slow your roll, EA, for, for Madden 21. Um, there should be some type of delivery system here, a smart one at that, where if I buy the Xbox version of the game, um, I should get the Series S or X did version. Did it not? Because, I thought it did. Well, it, everybody was upset, and then they were just like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. You'll get it for free for the first, I think, like, year or, like, six months. Like, why oh. isn't there? why isn't there a, hey, gang? We know you may be transitioning from four to five. Here, like this is a like a ten dollar voucher. Like I don't really give a shit if I have to pay ten bucks more. Real talk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like as a consumer, I'm I'm saying I, no big deal. Like there is no option here, though. It seems like just buy the game a second time, unless you're buying digitally or the digital deluxe. Yeah, I, and I feel like that's a misservice. Sure, two fans of the series. Sure. I get you. I get you there. It's kind of the same issue with having Spider-Man remastered tied to the Ultimate Edition with Miles. Exactly. Kind of kind of deal. Um, yeah, it's shitty, but yeah. I I think this is only a temporary problem. Mm-hmm. I feel like once we're removed a little further out from the launch of PS5, right. this is not going to matter because they're going to focus solely on PS5. Um. I hope. I'm not saying that this is still the, like it makes it right, right. or whatever, but like, yeah. I I think they're 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 trying their best, and it's not cases, good enough. This is their best. I was, that's what I was gonna say. In cases like this, it's not. It, they're it's not doing what they need to do. But how dare they? I like that that option is a thing that is in there. Achievement Hall is just a step away if PlayStation keeps pulling these these bogus maneuvers. If you ask me, Kyle. Sure. <laughs> we'll get a diamond achievement point, whatever that means. <laughs> Listen, I again, I, I think there is the double standard here of, of like, PlayStation has goodwill to burn, the, they'll burn it, and it seems like nobody bats an eye. But if another company does something similar or even the same thing, they're like, how dare you, EA, Satan? And it really does, you know, it, it is the duality of companies. Sony's been doing really good. In terms of treating its fan, or pretty good, in terms of treating its fan base well, listening to where the market's going for the most part, um, and then giving people really quality experiences they can't get anywhere else, and so people give them the benefit of the doubt. If you're like EA, who's the devil, you go, EA, I think you're the devil because you treat me like shit, and you haven't been doing the the awesome AAA games that we expect. That's why I think there's so much on the line for, let's just say, a Mass Effect uh, Legendary Edition, so that when they... When they pull these shady maneuvers like Sony's doing, people don't give them the benefit of the doubt. You know? Yeah, I, I guess I get that. I, I, I mean, question for you: Like, would yeah. it is the reason that this is the case is because it's no longer pre PS Five or pre Series X and S? Like, the consoles are out. So if you yeah. have a PS Five, you're going to obviously buy the PS Five version. And I think, and see, that's where I'm just like, yeah, but if you're a fan of the game, mm-hmm. and let's just say you get a PS5 for your birthday or whatever, um, like you're, you're you got to buy that game again or play the PlayStation mm. 4 version, which you don't get all the bells and whistles, right? Like I could only imagine the haptics and all that with that. So like to me, that bums me out. Uh, but I do understand where like this game's lifespan really is, really the first six months, you know, yeah. baseball season starts and the playoffs and then bam it's done but like then it's on to next year yeah 
So I get why Sony's not doing it, but I also get why Sony's not doing it. It's, I get you. It leans on the scummy for me. But Kyle, talking mm-hmm. about scummy people doing scummy things. <laughs> Let's talk about Gearbox's Randy Pitchford becoming way richer than we could ever imagine. Over at Kotaku, Luke Plunkett writes, Gearbox has been bought. Gearbox Studios, developers of games like Borderlands and also publishers of stuff like the New Homeworld titles, have been bought by Embracer Group, the same Swedish company that owns THQ Nordic and Koch Media. The acquisition makes Gearbox the company's seventh video game holding, alongside other companies like Decca and Saber Interactive. Sombre Interactive. The purchase includes plans to expand Gearbox's operations, adding new studios and staff to, quote, create new brands, end quote, and go looking for more properties like Homeworld to buy. Mm. The initial purchase price was $363 million, half in cash and half in Embracer shares, with a further $1 billion to be paid, 360 million shares and the rest in cash, if Gearbox are able to hit, quote, agreed financial and operational targets in the next six years, end quote mm-hmm. full stop for real quick second that sounds yeah. like that sounds like a hellhole that sounds like crunch city <laughs> yeah like listen you have goals to hit mm-hmm. Ooh, that doesn't get sound to good. it whip. That is good. Uh, 2k <laughs> yeah. has sent a statement to clarify its continued relationship with gearbox writing quote as a proud publisher of the borderlands franchise we are happy for our partners at gearbox and this exciting new chapter for their organization the merger does not change 2k's relationship with gearbox nor our role as a publisher for the borderlands ip or any other projects we are currently working on with the studio we look forward to continuing our long-term partnership with this incredibly talented team and delivering many more exciting entertainment experiences to gaming fans around the world end quote Full stop. Randy Pitchford got $130 last night. Okay? Nobody's talking about this. Kyle, first question to you. You got $130? Just $130. Sorry, $130 million. That changes the whole conversation. $130? Changes the whole conversation we're about to have. Someone hands you $130 million in cold hard cash. What do you do first? I would cry into the, the dollar bills. All right, I will take that suitcase. This is me. This is me. Take that suitcase immediately. And I'm saying immediately find a forklift or something that is going to be able to dig into the earth. I am burying some of that cash in a disclosed location because there is no right, way I think it's legitimate. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, like what, you got cans of beans and- down there, too. Well, I now I'm gonna probably be hunted when we start eating the rich. That's what I'm always <laughs> here. But secondly, I don't trust that money. You know what I mean? Mm. So like, I'm gonna like take a good forty grand, pay a student loan, and like, oh, that's great. And then the rest, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta be careful. You know? Yeah. Or else it's gonna be like, catch me if you can with Leo, because I'm just, I don't trust it. That mm. said, this is huge news. Um, and if, if you guys don't know what uh, the Embracer Group. They are, again, the Swedish uh, studio that or, or uh, firm that owns THQ Nordic. So it looks like this is going to be part of the THQ Nordic family, which is a huge get for THQ and, and, and uh, uh, Coke Media as well. Um, that said, my first question to you here, do we really think Borderlands is going to be with 2K for any much longer? Why would like, you I'm, think it wouldn't be? Because now they now they have the money 
theoretically, to self-publish this game themselves. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't necessarily need it, because now they Plus got Plus with the Borderlands with movie, right? Exactly. So, like, mm. do they really need 2K? Or, because, like, for me, I, I really think it's, like, they could... I, I don't think break contract, because that would be very professional, but Randy Pitchard's been able to do some things lately that's <laughs> unprofessional of becoming of a human being. That said, um, I could see this, them running out the terms of... of of the agreement, like after Borderlands three, you know, the IPs yours go do with, mm. w- with what you will. And then them self publishing it. I don't see this relationship really going any further anymore. I don't know. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, yeah. this is where like, I, I, my video game knowledge is real poor. We'll talk about how yeah. publishing and developer mergers. <laughs> yeah. Boring to me. Um, okay. Then it's, another it's, question. It's cool though. Yeah. Cool. Whatever. Great. Here's I wish question. I had that money, but whatever. With that $360 million in shares, do you think they'll finally be able to give their employees bonuses that they promised? God, I hope so. <laughs> and it better not be Jelly of the Month Club. It better Something. be actual dollar dollar bills, y'all. Uh, b- before we get it. into Cypher's question. Okay. Did you hear about this the Borderlands movie casting stuff? They they did Kate Blanchett, which oh my goodness, she's the most beautiful sure, woman I've ever I'm seen. I'm fine with life. that. And then they did Kevin Hart as Kevin Hart as Roland? Roland, there you go. What are you doing? I love Kevin Hart, but Roland is not that character. And that's that's my first questionable choice. So, like, I love Kevin Hart, and I know Kate Blanchett's going to be Lilith. I like that. She's obviously taller than him because they're 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 like, they have a romantic connection, right? Her and Roland? Um... Off the top of my head, I don't remember I that think too so. much. Because I'm just but. now like, she's like twice that guy's height. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I even think I'm taller than Kevin Hart. So, <laughs> I, it's just going to be a really awkward, like, she's got to like get down on one knee type of deal uh, for the kissing scene. That's all I'm thinking. I'm like, that's going to be, like, she's got to pick him up. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe that's the Resident Evil 8 connection. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it's a weird, it's a weird casting. That said, yeah. Cypher Primus writes in, how do you guys feel about the Embracer group and Gearbox merger? We, uh, we will doubt to see any more existing IP now that they will have a substantial amount of resources. Do you think we will see a new IP? If so, what kind of new IP would you like to see from Gearbox? Honestly, I do think you're going to see their old properties come back. So like Brothers in Arms, I think is going to be coming back. Um, I would like them to to do some something different than what they're usually doing, and I think that would be a great way of saying, "Hey, here's something wacky and off the rails one one cycle, and the next is something that is you know grounded World War Two based and like you know grounded in some type of reality." You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What'd you like to see? I'm actually just kind of looking real quick, like what were some of their other IP that they they've done in the past? You know, they used to work on. You know, that one of their projects was. Halo PC. Uh, yeah, I just saw that. Fuel Rod Cannon was their idea. That's why that gun sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's, it seems to me like it's just been Brothers in Arms. Um, they worked on a Tony Hawk, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 at some point. That's wild. Borderlands skating game? Is that what uh, you're hinting at? Yes, please. Um, <laughs> I, would, I would like a new IP. Um, mm-hmm. As much of a, a Borderlands fan as I am. I would be totally fine with another world. Um, 
because I think they they have it in them that's not Battleborn because that was too much like no Duke Nukem or Aliens Colonial Marines either. Nah, <laughs> uh, I do like the style of Gearbox. I like the yeah. loot based stuff from them. Um, okay. Like Godfall wasn't they didn't develop Godfall they published, they published it, it but right. I I feel like if they stick to the loot based kind of games and maybe not do a Borderlands game uh, for the next one, I, I'd be okay with that. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. For me, I'm just, give me brothers and arms. Cause I do, I miss, I miss a good call of duty, man, or, or not call of duty. Sorry. I miss a good world war two game. Yeah. yeah, I really do. Uh, that said, Let's get into just a quick bit of Flash news. Flash news, God of War 2018 has a new uh, performance patch. It's out right now. Syncs everything to 60 FPS and a checkerboarded 4K resolution. And it's free for all PlayStation 5 users. Our new PlayStation Now games for the month of February is Call of Duty Black Ops 3, uh, WWE 2K Battlegrounds, Detroit Become Humans, Darksiders Genesis, please play that game, Little Nightmares, uh, and... Hotline Miami 2, wrong number. It's a good list. That's, that's that said, Kyle. We got a new segment on the show. Yeah. And, and also, is- I, I just want to input real quick with the PS Now games. Yeah, please. Sorry, everyone out there listening, that I haven't got the months of the February games out. Premiere has been a little fucky with me. Yeah. So, it's coming eventually. Right. Yeah, okay. it's coming. So, <laughs> calm down, or I'll fight you. How about that? So, you know, every good thing comes to an end eventually, Kyle. Every good thing eventually. I mean, Office, Parks and Rec, Andy Snail Mail, it all has to come to a better end. Andy and I came to the agreement. He's like, Joe, listen, I don't like you breaking in my house each and every week, stealing my mail. It's getting annoying. I've tried everything. And something it came to me in my sleep. I go, okay, what's up, Andy? He's like, how do you get to my house each and every week? Everybody wonders how you get all this fan mail to answer questions on the show. And I said, well, you could write in at via PS Trophy Room on Twitter. You could send us your Discord messages over on the Casa Day Trophy Room Discord server. Or you could you know, mail your mail to Andrew House. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I get that. But, like, how do you get here so quick? And I said, a series of tubes. And he replied, what about an investment idea? And I go, Andy, I'm all ears. He's like, what if we invest in a series of tubes connecting intercontinentally, even just via the, like, you know, International Space Station? I don't know. <laughs> the Inter-Atlanta Spaceway. Anyway, Atlantic, whatever. You get what I'm saying here. A I'm just imagining a giant tube coming out of the ocean into space and then another one coming back down the other side. I'm picturing the tubes like in Sonic 2. That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> And people just send, put their mail in that tube, and bam, you get it into one place, and you get get to answer all people's questions on the show. You don't have to go into a tube every time and steal it from my house. And I can say, Andy, you smart son of a gun, you got yourself a, a deal. <laughs> and so now we have a new segment called the Sony Pony Express. That is right. We're here. Yeah! Here at the Sony Pony Express. All your PlayStation questions get answered right here on the show. Post-show, we'll talk about how that name came to fruition. (laughs) Yes. But never in a million years, I was like, here, Joe, here's an idea to rename the mail section. Did not think that story was going to come out. (laughs) 
Honestly, neither did I until I started talking. Catalyst313 writes in, just like you can, via PS Trophy Room on Twitter, via the Casa de Trophy Room Discord server, and they asked this important question. How do you guys feel about EA's announcement to bring back a college football game? Do you think they'll just try to uh, feed off of nostalgia? Will it be lackluster as the past iterations of Madden? And do you think there will be microtransactions? It's an mm. EA game and sports game. I uh, I can't. I don't even have to be the crystal ball person here. Yeah, microtransactions. They're in. So that is the that's the interesting part because. I think a lot of people, and rightfully so, and I'm also on this bandwagon, of if they're microtransactions, yeah. does that mean you're going to be paying the players for their likenesses? Because like, that's a big freaking deal. I don't know if that's going to happen. Honestly, so, no. Well, so then my question is, what would a microtransaction be? Because you can't do an ultimate team. With college players, if you're not using their likenesses, yeah. what, you're just going to get, oh, look, quarterback number seven. He's rated an 82. Wow, what a get from this ultimate team. No, that's that's bogus. That's boring. Like, oh, it's not hype. I see what you... so, like, well, I do think in the press release they said that they're, like it's not any of the license, like, uh, likenesses. That's a bummer. So maybe you do pay some of them, like people that have graduated. Mm. Um, like college legends that are in the yeah. NFL, maybe? Yeah, but then isn't that like NFL legends? Because like, if you're really good at college, I just assume I'm no, not a sports guy. No, there are there are a lot of really there are a lot of players that bust in the NFL. Oh, really? uh, they're they don't Damn. they're not as good. Um, like for okay. example, Washington football team drafted a quarterback. Uh, they benched him and then they cut him after his rookie year, and he was like in the top ten picked because of his off the field suck. kind of kind of uh oh that has to be awful of a feeling yeah for sure um so it does happen but like i'm super excited for the college football game yeah. um talking about like earlier with mlb the show their career stuff has always been stellar where mm-hmm. back on the ps2 and some people are like kyle this is stupid i don't want this back i uh-huh. do i want to be able to go to like classes and take tests and, and live the college lifestyle as a college <laughs> no athlete uh, which was a, do I the, want to take a fucking midterm ever again? <laughs> listen, I'm the dork that enjoyed that. Um, You're and studying fucking arithmetic. Your mother walks in. Why are you studying? You don't even get understand. You don't get it. Uh, NCAA. <laughs> Mom, if I don't get an A, I can't dress for the Michigan game. Mom, <laughs> exactly. I need to go up up against Tennessee. The quarterback. <laughs> The meatloaf, mom. Exactly. Uh, oh but like, God. I I dig that kind of stuff. Uh, okay. That kind of in depth, really immerse yourself in the character. What I also what they used to do, and I hope now that this will confirm it, but you can take your college player from the college football games and then bring them into Madden as part of the draft class. Ooh, um, so then okay. you can continue your career. Which is perfect. So um, I'm hoping that's what it is. I'm hoping it's a full-fledged experience. I'm mm-hmm. hoping EA retools the entire freaking Madden engine completely. And it starts with this. But that's that's way too high of a hope. That's way yeah. too high of a hope. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't just... You know me. I don't know sports. And I personally... You know, ooh, football, whatever. Um, Super Bowl football. soon, right? Super Bowl yeah, soon? Sunday. This Sunday... Yeah. 
this like this okay fuck yeah. me <laughs> like that's how much i know about sports so you know for i just want those players to be paid absolutely that's it just pay them because like if you're like player one like what are they gonna do for names are they just gonna ask Ke- the it's Key just it's Peel usually skit? just no, it's usually just uniform numbers that's um stupid. but like i i remember and I when I was in college, and this is not like mm-hmm. I was a top athlete or whatever. When I had a tryout for the golf team in college, oh. um, we had a there was a big talk that we had to sit through a meeting of. Listen, you can't you can't get paid for anything. You can't mm-hmm. accept anything free. You make a dollar, you're done. Like like a dollar, and you're out. It's like oh, mm-hmm. all right. This is super serious. It's just golf, and we're a D three college. It's not that. It's not that serious, it's man. That, it is all serious. Now you get on that mini golf range and you take us home. You take us home to victory. Z Child writes in via the Pony Sony Pony Express with this question: With so many new games that came out recently, last gen and current, how do you guys manage to keep up with all the new releases? I usually play new games uh, two to three months later at best. Great question, Z Child. For me, I just take it one game at a time. I don't get hooked on, like, backlog. And uh, usually, like, it, it's weird recently where I'm, like, juggling Cyber Shadow, Hitman, and all these games, or, like, Control. Uh, and now we're going to talk about it in a minute, but, like, Destruction All-Stars. Like, I'm juggling, like, three or four games at a time. Um, and that's weird with me, because usually I got, like, one game. And I'm laser-focused on that one game. Uh, but usually I don't let the, the FOMO catch up to me too bad um i just like getting excited you know for people that get excited for things so that's what i kind of do i just get excited for people enjoying their thing you know yeah i'm i'm like you joe where i i pick a game and <laughs> if i i'm really loving it i only play that game until i'm done with it yeah. uh, maybe i will juggle that and like a fall guys thing where it's just like for fun mm-hmm. um but if it's story driven i'm getting old I can barely remember characters and <laughs> plot lines from games that I beat last year. So yeah. I can't juggle multiple games. Um, so it's usually one and done. And um, as far as like playing them like when they come out and not waiting a couple of months, uh, being unemployed for the last year is helping a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> I There's no excuses for me to not be kept up with the games that I'm excited to yeah. be playing. Yeah. And you know what's weird too? Because like we're thinking about I'm thinking about May, and it's something we kind of forgot with Mass Effect here, but like, dude, all the games that are coming out late April, May, we got Returnal, we got Mass Effect, we got Deathloop, like, there is a lot of games. Resident Evil Village. Village, goddammit, tall Within like a week in May, I think. Yeah, and it's it's gonna be busy and hectic, but like, I'm gonna take it one game at a time, I'm gonna beat Returnal, I'm gonna enjoy Returnal, and then I'm going to go on to the next thing. Um, And like, for me, I'm excited as a PlayStation user playing Mass Effect 1 uh, on PlayStation because that was an Xbox exclusive until I think there was like a PS trilogy. It was a PS3 trilogy, yeah. Yeah, and and that was the only way you got to play one. So, like, it's awesome that, like, I get to go back with these games, but knowing that I'll have Mass Effect and I've already played it, so maybe it's not a biggish rush, um, that I go and choose Resident Evil instead, you know? Yeah. 
and it's cool having a podcast because like I can live vicariously through Kyle when it comes to games as well. Um, you know, so like he could be playing Mass Effect, I could be playing Resident Evil, and we kind of talk about it here on the show and we kind of get each other's feeling on it, you know? Yeah. That said, Mark Knight writes in Control. Graphics, ray tracing mode, is only good for photo mode. Performance mode, 60 FPS, is the only way to play. Why does 30 FPS modes look so jerky on PlayStation 5? I don't remember looking at this bad on PlayStation 4. It's because we've seen the light. I've had the same. <laughs> this same thought process every single time I play a game. It's like, what is wrong with this game? Why does it look choppy? Why is it not smooth? Mm-hmm. And then I remember, oh, that's because I switched to performance mode that one time playing Miles, and I've seen the light, and it's hard for me to go back. Like, yeah. uh, with with Control, like, I've been bouncing back and forth to see the differences, and, like, the drop-off in, in graphical performance is not that big. Yeah. Um, sure, you'll really miss the ray isn't. tracing, which is yeah. a little bit of a bummer, but it still looks insane. I saw that video of the eyeball reflection, and oh, oh my god. Yeah, Remy, and I, what are you doing? Honestly, so, Mark Knight, great question. He, he gave us a slew. I thought this was the best one we got to talk about on the show here. Ray tracing mode in control is actually t- too good, because there are some areas that have a lot of glass. And you'll kind of like, I ran into a wall thinking it was like a glass wall. It was just a reflection of a glass wall. <laughs> so like, um, I love the ray tracing mode. It's usually the mode I'm trying first because my eyes aren't, uh, aren't, you know, used to the 60 FPS yet. So that's usually the mode I'm trying first, but I do think you're right. And you know, where people are like, it's only good for photo mode. That's really it. Because when we talk about, like, things that are truly important out of the PlayStation 5, I think this is a good topic for maybe next week, but, like, you kind of, you kind of in the first few months understand what the consumers really want out of a next-gen machine. Like, what is the thing that they're really hyped for? Like, you even saw it with Xbox. They were just like, hey, um, not to say we'll put it in, but, like, would you guys like a haptic triggers or something like that on this controller? Like, you know, they, they kind of have their ear to the ground. And when I hear people that are like, it's all about the performance, not so much ray tracing, it seems like ray tracing was a selling point, and now it's just like, now nah, just give me F. Like, what people, the, the audience really wants is that frame per second, you know? And, and I think what Insomniac did, which I have not looked at it yet. Mm-hmm. But what they did with Spider-Man Remastered and made that 60 frames per second mode also have 4K and ray tracing. And like if, if every single studio can figure out how they did it, we yeah. are going to be so spoiled. Yeah. It's the best <laughs> of every single thing. So we don't have to switch modes. It's all in one yeah. thing because... Like, yeah, I want to see it as pretty as possible because of my 4K TV. I want to... Mm-hmm take advantage of it but man real talk control jesse moving so fluid and smooth on my screen and the enemies and the all the the um the effects of explosions and whatnot look so damn good in -hmm. performance mode like i'm not missing much and real talk when it comes to like control like i texted you (laughs) yeah you did like it plays so good now on ps5 it feels like I'm playing a different game where I texted you earlier going, 
hey, can I change my game of the year 2019 <laughs> again, 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 again <laughs> to control? Because, my God, it feels so fucking good. So, yeah, like, I, I, I'm agreeing with you here, Matt. Or, sorry, Mark. That, like, photo mode is really why you'd probably want to use ray tracing because them pictures look great. But, honestly, performance is the way to go. Yeah. And I'd like to know what y'all think. PS Trophy Room, Casa de, uh Trophy Room Discord server, y'all know what it's at. Uh, you know, link in the description if you don't. Uh, let me know what you guys think. Do, do you guys do performance? Do you guys do uh, the fidelity or the graphics mode? Let us know in the comments below. And before we go, Kyle, mm. what you been playing? And it really uh, leads into one one real game because we're going to have a road to greatness on a lot of games yeah. that we're recording after the show. Yeah. This one in particular, because I know what you've been playing, because I played with you last night. Yeah. Destruction All-Stars came yeah. out on PlayStation Plus this month, uh, February 2nd, to be a matter of fact. We've been playing it. How many hours have you put into it? How are you feeling on this game so far? Hour-wise, probably hour and a half, two. Mm-hmm. Um, not a whole lot. Because <clears throat> you're not a multiplayer gamer. Excuse me for the cough. No, I'm not. But when you you throw me a game that reminds me of Rocket League, I'm 100% going to try it out. Um, yeah. Destruction All-Stars is fun. There's there's no going about it. It's a, it's a good-ass time. <laughs> if this wasn't on PS Plus, though, I would probably not pick it up for $70. Yes. This seems to me like a, like a $40 type of game and because like the modes are almost the same the the arenas kind of are like a little bit similar yeah the characters are awesome the cars look great the music is great even though the music should be during the the games the matches i think that's a missed opportunity there it just feels empty Mm. but it's still a lot of fun yeah, for me, so like Destruction All-Stars, we've been taking a lot of uh, some trailers here or there. We talked about the state of play impressions, I believe, last week, but like there really didn't seem like there was much to it. Like even that state of play was incredibly short. It was about six minutes long. And, you know, what Destruction All-Stars really is at the end of the day is, you know, think of um think of bumper cars meets those robot wars that you saw on G4 back in the mid 2000s. Oh, BattleBots? Right? BattleBots, there you go. Um where, you know, you have this arena where there's all these hazards going on as the game progresses and the whole mission is to wreck the enemy car and be- get on top. So there's four modes. Mayhem, which is your classic like, you know, just rumble deathmatch mode. You know, you got to be number 1 on the chart. There's gridlock uh, that is a kind of the battle royale where like there's a, a platform that's constantly disintegrating in different parts and it's the last car standing, which is really cool. And then you have that's these the one two- I haven't played yet, but that's from what it sounds like is the Fall Guys hexagon type level. Yes. And then there's these two team ones where um, it's pretty much you're trying to, you know, do as much damage as you can as a team and then cash out. And the more damage you do, um, the more points you get. But the more damage you get, the enemy team can can cash in as well. And then there's this weird one that I didn't like at all, which is kind of like a domination. We have to get out of your car and such. Which the is cool very thing- similar to the other one, where you're just yeah. causing damage, collecting gears, bringing them to the bank. 
So it's yeah. those two to me are the ones that I've played, and they're they're similar because you're just collecting gears and banking mm-hmm. them for the team. Yeah, and, and for me, like it, in the first hour playing it, I was like, "Oh, this is cool. This is something. This is not a stream game because I'm too focused on what's happening in the in this in the screen." Because I think every round like lasts five minutes, mm-hmm. and like you have to be focused. But then, like playing it off stream, it was a lot of fun. Like playing it solo is a, is a really fun experience for me. Like the solo modes, like I really dig grid, gridlock, though I've never won a match. I really dig mayhem because it really is just super chaotic. Like the cool thing here is you got sixteen characters, so they all have their own hero ability. No one seems overpowered in the slightest because it really does come down to precision. Um, and then each character has their own. Uh, little ability when they're out of the car. Um, it's a, it's a fun game for sure. I love the bumper car feel to it. I really don't think this game could succeed though if it's a $70 game because honestly, there isn't a lot of depth to this game. Like what I just explained to you is pretty much as deep as this game goes. And that's why I'm like, this game is a cool like $30 experience or, just leaving it on plus, but you know, I'm seeing the Metacritic, which is it's Metacritic, but I could kind of agree. It's, it is a six or seven here. It is, it is a bit of a, I guess a foul ball. I would hate to say a miss because it seems like a lot of people are enjoying it, but I really do feel like it needs yeah. to stay on PlayStation plus. I mean, I applaud uh, lucid studio, right? Lucid games, lucid, lucid games. Yeah. I applaud them with their character design. I applaud mm-hmm. them with the the car design. Yeah, the, the game looks cool, and the characters yeah. look cool. They all look different and diverse, and they have their own style to them. And same thing with their cars. And, and the talk powers. about like diversity, which is important in games. I'm sorry yeah, if that absolutely. pisses some people off, but like th- like every character is like you know like you, you have um you have like a, a you know a large and in charge black woman. Uh, you have like this, like French tatted up, like metal dude that I loved. Um, you have this one chick who, um, who has, um, oh God, the prosthetic legs as well. And she's my favorite character as well. The blades. So they call them blades or is that the wrong term for it? I think so, actually. Um, so like you have all these different like characters from different cultures, from different backgrounds, which lends itself to like feeling like this universe is like the whole world's in on this one chaotic sport, which I really dug. And like, I think you're, you're right. Like the, the aesthetic is there. What do you think can take this game and make it something that is maybe not to say a staple in the PlayStation lineup, but like a PlayStation's equivalent? Cause obviously this game is trying to get a fall guys like level of enthusiasm or, or a rocket league. What do you think could push this game over that edge? What does this game need? Man, honestly, and this is a, uh, this is a me thing, but like if every character had their own twisted metal black kind of solo story mm. uh, uh, of, of going through and, and not as dark as twisted metal black, but like right. just, more of a deep dive into these characters and let me understand where they came from a little bit more. And mm-hmm. I think also from like the gameplay side of things where, I mean, we played with each other for an hour, hour and a half last night. And yeah. every single match, I would ask you what team are we on? Cause yeah. it's, it, there, there are these things where it's not so easily readable. 
It's right. not like here's the team you're on or here's the objective. Here's where your opponents are. Like there's yeah, like a you mini don't really map. know where your 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 allies are on the map in no. terms of like when you're actually in the field. Yeah, there is like, a map, but the yeah. the uh, or mini map to see where all the icons are. But you need to focus on the main screen. Because yeah. people are attacking you, you need to keep a lookout and try to find them and try to get your angles right. So it's not like a mini map kind of game. Mm-hmm. It's very much you need to be in the moment and look out in the field of view, and it's can be pretty busy and mm-hmm. hard to hard to see and understand what what's going on. Yeah, I I, I like the tutorial mode that gets you in the game immediately. Yeah. I think there needs to be a bit of a deeper tutorial so i know what each game mode's like mm-hmm. um i know there is an arcade mode so if you want to just play versus versus ai i believe you just can um which i'm going to be diving into a little bit more but like for my six hours ish of this game so far i'm enjoying it i just feel like there's just a piece of this puzzle missing somewhere and if they could get that puzzle down right i do think they have something here but right now, it just seems a little bit shallow where it's like, I'm already thinking, okay, so how 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 much mileage does this thing have left? And we're not even a week into this game's release. Yeah. That's the thing I am afraid of. So this might be the order, you know, 1886 right now, right? Yeah. Um, uh, for, for PlayStation in terms of, I think this might be its first dud. Um, I really do think they need to keep this on plus, And I, I think they need to find its it factor because you know yeah trying to find enemies is one thing trying to even when like you don't want to be on a uh, on party chat you actually have to go through the card menu like a lot of this thing is inhibited uh from the playstation 5 standpoint because it wants you to use the playstation 5 features it's just like no, 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 no. Make it a little bit more user-friendly. Make it just so that the global mute is kind of like a Call of Duty. Press R3 and you mute the whole, you know, menu. Like, little quality of life things I think could really help this game. And yeah, give it a sense of lore, a sense of purpose, and maybe even make the maps a little bit more chaotic uh, and the maps a little bit smaller because I feel like the biggest problem I have with it is I'm always, if I miss a chance to hit someone to get that bumper car, you know, you know, action in i feel like it's super hard because once i miss my shot then i gotta ring around the whole map and try again so yeah or or there are times where like as a player outside of the car like they'll jump on your car and wreck you in a matter of seconds and the way where in order to do damage the right stick is if you push it up you can dodge or ram straight ahead and if you move it left to right you get like a little speed swipe kind of thing to the left or right those things recharge not as fast as what that mini game of trying to get a player off your back is happening so like if somebody is on you you're you're done they're either taking your car or your car is exploding it's very rarely in my small time with the game i was able to shake them off because all they have to do is button press and match the buttons the qte you don't want to know what i did yeah so so here's the one thing so the one thing that the one element i think we forgot to mention is you could get out of the car when your car breaks down and hop into another car or hijack your an enemy's car which is pretty cool when that happens platforming though to get to other cars is hit or miss for sure um what i do when people are on my car here's the cheat you just take your palm put it on the analog stick and just try to break that analog stick (laughs) 
do left and right vigorously and you'll get them off. Like it's never failed me. Okay. Ever. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I just think there needs to be, honestly, you know, it sucks because we keep saying this and it, and not to like any ding towards Lucid at all. Man, this could have been a Twisted Metal game. Yes. I think like every time we're talking about it, we're like, we want more action. What would it give us more action? Shit, we could just fire, fire mean, missiles. I, like I said before, what I want them to do is put more story into the characters, and yeah. that's a twisted metal, metal black thing. That is, and that's Lucid's or Destruction All Stars' main strength is the character work and aesthetics yeah. and whatever. I want to learn more about them. They are the intriguing part of this game in my yeah. eyes, and I'm not getting it, enough of them. And the one thing that we were talking about as well was, I think the reason why they didn't do Twisted Metal is I don't think the art style translates anymore to a younger audience for sure. It is that vibrant. It is like, you're thinking of Fortnite, that's what probably the art style that they're probably trying to go for is. Mm -hmm. And really, if if we just took the hit as a fan base and go, you know what, fine, fucking, (sighs) you know, make... Make the ice cream truck kind of look like a like a battle bus. I don't care as long as I get to play this game. Yeah, I I think people would be down on that. But you know what? Mm-hmm. You know what? I wish this was. Tell me. I wish this was a Mario Kart for PlayStation, with those character aesthetics and those car abilities. Mm-hmm. Why is this not a kart racer, or why is this not a racer with power ups and and abilities and whatnot? Yeah. So so far, kind of a bit of a dud. Again, I like it. It's fun, but it's kind of like like I'm watching Kong Skull Island. I go, this is a great movie. I love this game or this movie. But then you know it's also at the end of the day, it's a big Hollywood monster movie. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is, mm-hmm. you know, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's popcorn flick. And that's what I kind of think this this one is as well. That said, Kyle, are you a little worried for Returnal? It's the next, oh. That's the next game, right? After this, it's Returnal. I'm not. Okay. Because I love Housemark. Okay. I don't think I've played a Lucid Games game before. Alrighty. So. And now here's the last thing. Before we leave, before we say goodbye, there is one something I, uh, I, I want to talk to you about. You know, Patreon, we have this show each and every week. It's the after show, right? And the, I think two weeks ago, we had our best after show ever, where we did our own Fantasy Critic League show we even had the video version out on patreon uh seeing us battle it out to have the best game lineup for 2021 you put down god of war you think god of war is coming out 2021 and before we leave i want to give this little note to kyle when playstation emailed us and they're like here's what to expect from us i didn't get an email (laughs) okay okay well i'm just saying they emailed me and they're like, here's what to look forward to in 2021. They showed me Destruction All-Stars. They showed me Returnal. They showed me Ratchet and a Clank. They showed me Horizon uh, Forbidden West. You know what game they didn't show me, Kyle? In 2021, they did not show me God of War. And you might say, for people that didn't watch the post-show, which you should, uh, why does that matter? Because I put that as a counterpick. Kyle cannot take this game out of his lineup now. Now this could just be a big fat zero on Kyle's behalf. And That's I fine. I walk away now with probably more points on the field. Kyle, how do you feel? God of War not coming out 2020. 
That's what you you keep saying this like it's a fact. (laughs) You keep saying it like you're buddy buddy with Corey, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. first of all, how dare you? (laughs) How dare you be buddies with Corey and Uh, not bring me into this? He doesn't like any of my tweets. He doesn't like any of my tweets. I reach Um, out to him all the time. He says I'm ugly. (laughs) And while you're so angry, also pimp out your stuff. By the way, I'm I'm fine with you counterpicking it. Uh-huh. I, if it hits, you're screwed. That's all I'm going to say. If it does come out, you're screwed. Even if it doesn't, I think my team is so much better than yours. You can find really? me on Twitter, Mr. KSF, on PSN, Mr. KSF. Uh, if you are into indie games or want to know what the uh, coolest looking upcoming indie games are coming out, hit us up over at 61indie.com or 61indie on Twitter. And you can find me over at Mr. Badbit on Twitter, where I'll be the winner of this fantasy critic for two years in a row. I don't mind that one bit. Hey, hey, I'm pivoting myself out. You don't get to interrupt. Uh, you can find the show over at PS Trophy Room. Gang, on Twitter, we're, we're what, like 14, 15 followers away from 1,000? And if we do, I'll say this. This is what we're giving away. Once this whole thing's all over, I'm giving everybody one free hand slap that's right we're above high fives we're doing hand slaps you get one free of them okay there you go that's what we that's what happens if we hit a thousand over at ps review room on twitter of course please rate the show five stars on apple podcasts uh really does help us out really does help grow the channel once we hit 200 reviews because we're already at worldwide i believe 140 uh we're giving away a playstation 5 game so a ratchet a clank a forbidden west a returnal but probably not god of war could be yours <laughs> so go over there kyle i love the look on your face that was rewarding for me on so many levels it rated us five stars really does help us out and with all that said and with all that out of the way everybody keep hunting keep playing playstation have a nice one